Welcome back to First Gen's Table Talks with Leslie Mendez. This week is a very important week because it's National First Generation Week. So for all of us who are first gen students, this week is all about us. For this episode, I just wanted to talk about our first gen experiences throughout our college years and life in general, because I think it's important to talk about that. And we have a special guest today with us and I'll let her introduce herself. Hey y'all, I'm Sierra Smith. I am a graduate student here at Tech and I am a first gen student. So I'm excited to share my story and my experience with all of you. And before we begin, I wanted to define what first generation is just in case anyone doesn't know what first gen is and might be their first time listening to this episode. And it's someone whose parents or guardians do not have a bachelor's degree and that makes you a first gen student. First gen, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's talk about what does it mean to be just to be first gen for us. Me? You can go. Okay. <laughs> um. Honestly, for me, it means a lot because I'm first gen across the board in every aspect you can think of. First gen in my family to get a high school uh, degree. So in my immediate family, I'm the first to actually graduate. I'm the first to have a bachelor's degree and I'll be the first to have a master's degree. So it's a milestone and accomplishment, but not just for me, but for my family. Because every time I'm taking, you know, little bits of part of me, especially my grandmother, she, uh, I'm not gonna start crying, but she's literally just always just been a huge supporter um before she passed like i used to get excited telling her that yes like mama i'm going to college i'm doing the thing and oh my gosh i'm terrified but it was just always encouraging to be like i believe in you and i'm like thank you i'm so happy but it means a lot and it's a special it's a special group you know because no one understands the struggles and the things that we go through day in day out because there's different levels of first gen across the board some family members have completed their high school degree some of them having made it past middle school um some even may have college experience and but they didn't graduate so it's just different they may even have siblings who went to college and graduated but they are still considered first gen and then of course there is a connection between low-income families, um, undocumented families, uh, there is a connection between that and first-gen. So there's different challenges behind all of them. And I think having an office and having a space where we celebrate that, hey, we see you, we validate you, and what you're doing is fantastic, is amazing. So love being a first-gen student. (laughs) You put it so well. (laughs) <laughs> like I don't even know what else to say. <laughs> no, but to me, being first gen means a lot. Like it's it's a lot. It's a lot, and it no one really is. talks about it. it. Like so, it's really hard. It is because like you don't have that person to go to to ask. Like, hey, you know, what about this with FAFSA? How am I supposed to fill this out? Um, am I supposed to go to class every day? Like, what does that look like? No one talks to you about a college setting. And a lot of us, all of the knowledge we know is basically from movies. Mm-hmm. And let's be real. Yes. <laughs> let's be real. Man, I used to, I watched Grownish <laughs> before coming 
to college. Because that's it was like my senior year when Gromish came out. Oh so my gosh. I was gosh. like, oh, this is what college going to look like. It's going to no. be like, no. <laughs> no. They li- For everyone listening, they lied to you. If no, <laughs> you don't know, now you know. Like <laughs> it's not like that. And man, I really thought, I really thought that college was going to be like Gromish. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be living like that. Mm-hmm. It's cool every day, you know, going towards my... But at the same time, I really think it was a really good show that portrayed how college life is. Yeah. But, yeah, no, like, it's a conversation that needs to be had. It needs to be celebrated. And students need to know there are resources out there for you. Like, there is people who really do care about you graduating and being successful past just any level in life so hopefully that the people who are listening will come by and say hi and continue checking out us you know i think now that you talk about resources i think one of the problems about resources is that you know like you said earlier we're the first ones to do everything so it's like you're the first one to figure out how you're going to do yeah. it, you know? Because, I mean, for me, it's like, okay, how am I going to do this? And you said, am I supposed to go to class every day? How does this work? Yes, like, coming into college, it was like, okay, like, what school am I going to go to? What is basketball? Like, yes, like, my high school would talk about it, but no one really emphasized yeah. about, like, being first in. Like, I knew I was first generation because I know I'm, I'm the oldest. It's only me and my brother. Yeah. So I know my family background obviously they're undocumented so it's like you know i'm a u.s citizen but at the same time like, like you know the title life, i had to literally grow up like i had to learn how to do it like learn english by myself read write like by, all by myself so like it's a struggle Snaps, and no though. one really talks about it like it really is and it's it's just sometimes frustrating because like talking to my parents they're just like well you have to go to school and they always talk about they're like we didn't finish school and so then it, it adds that, like, it adds oh, pressure. Word? Yes. It's just, like, too it's much. It's additional pressure. Yes. And then it goes into your head, and it's just like, well, if I'm not doing this right, like, what are, what are others going to think about me? Or things like that. It's just so much. so much. And then there's, I feel like this is not talked about enough, but sometimes it took me a, a, a hot minute to be comfortable with the title first gen because I was embarrassed how do you turn to your peers who you know have family members that are out there with PhDs and masters and they're just you know have this grand old job and everything and you're like my family didn't even finish middle school or they started high school but didn't finish how do I like you wouldn't understand and it's that level of like you have that sense of level of embarrassment for for a bit and that's a really hard conversation to have but one I real because I had a had had you know a conversation with myself I'm like I'm not embarrassed at all by my mother or my father not finishing like my mom is my number one support everything she's the first person I call anytime I have a new milestone happening mm-hmm. But it took a while to be like, okay, yes, my peers have, you know, this family with all these titles and letters after their name, all the MSs and PhDs and all those great things. But 
I am making history within my own family because mm-hmm. I will have the, you know, MSs and the PhDs after my last name. <laughs> and so I'm like, no, this is something I should be proud of and you know, are never embarrassed about because when I do have, you know, children later in life, whatever that looks like for me, I want them to know, oh, yeah, my mom did that. And so I've always, I had, there was a shift in, you know, mostly when I started college, I was like, yeah, there was a shift when I was like, I want my family and my future family to look at me and just be proud. And so because of that, I was like, there's no reason for me to be embarrassed at all because I have all the love and support. So that is a conversation I think a lot of Christian students are struggling with is sharing that information or just proudly saying i'm first gen yes and then going to the office to get those resources because they don't even you may not even know what you want to know yeah and i i think it's just like i don't know because everyone's different right yeah so i guess like at times it could be like a proud like a pride thing that's like oh yeah no i I don't need help i can figure out myself because i know i yeah i've been in situations (laughs) like that i'm like no i don't need that i i can do that myself yeah it's okay, don't worry about it. I can do it. But at the same time, it's like, I don't like know nobody. what I'm doing. You like, need help. I need help. Like, I really <laughs> do. And, and, there's, and now that you mention it, like, maybe there have been times where I've been, like, ashamed or just embarrassed of, like, being the first to everything. Because, you know, people are like, oh, she's the first to everything. Yeah. Things, so another perspective is just, like, seeing that when people are like, oh, why is she doing that? Actually, the first one. Like, yeah. well, I mean, if no one's going to do it, I have, I have to, to do, do it. Because, oh, that is brings up another topic. I've seen, look at that. <laughs> You're reading my mind because this is how ha- it happens across the board. I feel in a lot of first gen families is, yes, there's the support and love from some, but not from all. Yeah. And that's a really hard, you know, quote unquote pill to swallow because, you would think that people would be proud that you are wanting more than just the surface. You want more out of life. And you want to explore that more. And the only way to do that is to challenge yourself. And the first step is honestly going to college. Because you can immerse yourself in this diverse environment with people from all over the world. And learn from them. That's one thing I do love about school is because you are constantly learning every moment you are on campus, which I find so amazing. But a lot of families are not too happy because they feel that, well, they're going to look down on us. They're going to think they're better than us when that honestly is not the case. This individual is wanting something more mm-hmm. and striving for something more maybe they want a certain career and they realize the only way i'm going to be able to you know do what i love and get paid for because that's all we're trying to strive mm-hmm. for like imagine waking up to go to work and you're getting to do what you love and you someone pays you <laughs> monthly <laughs> i wish but that's what some family members need to re- understand and realize and come to terms with that this person in your life is wanting a certain goal. It has nothing to do with you or anything about your status, anything of the source. They just want more. Mm-hmm. And everyone should want that for themselves. Because yeah. you only get to go, you know, through this once. I mean, 
religion and all those things aside, this is once. (laughs) Why not do things you enjoy that are going to make you happy, that are safe for you and the people around you? That's, yeah. Mike, I'm uh, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) My job. My (laughs) job. So what are benefits of being first gen? Mm, There's so many. Because you're going to have students around you that are going to be able to relate to you, and that's networking. Mm. A lot of times when you're in college, you will hear this word quite often, but a lot of students don't know what that means about when it comes to networking. So later in life, I could have sat next, you know, during my undergrad, I can sit next to a person went through the classes and everything. Ten years from now, they're an old classmate. And we have worked together. We have bonded together. So they know my worth ethic. They know my leadership abilities. So that's already an extra foot in the door for me to get a job within their company. That's You have to think about it from that perspective. Now, no shady nonsense because a lot of times they're like, oh, that's fake. No, it's not fake. It's you realizing that every encounter you have with someone is going to mean something. It should mean something. And so that way, when you are connecting with these students who are first gen with you, just know that you have now a support group. You have a person to go to that even later in life, give you a job. That can can make you help those connections. There, It's a special group that only a certain handful of people can be a part of because if we have families later on, they won't be a part of this group. Or, you know, even the next generation after this, they may not be a part of this group. It is a very special group with benefits and scholarships that are tailored specifically to us because we are the first to do everything. And there are, you know, communities, there are offices on university campuses that are like, oh, we want (laughs) y'all. We want you here. So, yes, let's give you what you need to be here. Money. Money, yes, sometimes it is money. (laughs) But it's honestly that support group. And that is one of the benefits because there's not going to be another setting like this for you. So I always felt that was one of the best things that within our special area that we have is I can go and have a conversation. Like I can have a conversation with you right now about my experience. You'd be like, yes, Mm -hmm. I understand. I understand where if I go to a peer who come from a continuing educational line, they wouldn't understand all those struggles that I was filling out my FAFSA with my uh, college advisor like that because at my high school we had someone who simply were helping seniors oh like a career coach pretty much that's what we used to call career so, coach okay see they still have that title but she was our like a college advisor if you will so she was in charge of talking to all the seniors and helping them you know with that transition to college but specifically her one of her specialties was first gen students and i was part of that group so I was in her office. She helped me fill out my FAFSA with me because I didn't know how. My, of course, my mother never seen this before. This is all gibberish to us. It could be written in a different language right now <laughs> for, all our, for all we know. And we were just like, what is this? She helped me fill it out. She helped me apply for schools. We looked. Uh, she helped me figure out what loans are. That's a conversation. 
conversation that needs to be had because y'all don't accept all your loans. Be careful. <laughs> but that is a thing that, yeah, you that know, that we don't know. And so I, with my advisor, that was a benefit that I had. And I feel like a lot of us, you know, do is that we have an office tailored to making sure that we are successful. Just like I mean, any other group, of course, there are offices, but this one's for us. Like, if I have a question, I know I can go ask Deidre. <laughs> and be like, listen, <laughs> I know you for undergrads, but <laughs> explain this to me. Yeah. And I mean, there's still things nowadays that I probably don't know. And I'm like, um, so how do I do this? Like, for example, grad school. This might be TMI. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, I wasn't sure if I wanted to do grad school or it's like, if I take a break, like, what are my parents going to say? Because, like, right now, my parents are like, you're about to graduate. What's next? Oh and, like, God. to me, telling them, oh, yeah, mm, I just need a semester. I'm not I'm not continuing school no more. Like, I need a break. Because, yeah. like, I come first, and that's something that other people don't understand. Like, I am a human. <laughs> like, yes. I, I struggle. <laughs> but I, I need my me time. You know, like, it's been the same routine for the past four years that it's just, like, I'm, I'm done. Like, I, I know what I want to do in life. Yeah. But I need to take time for myself. And just, you know, this year has been a little rough. So I was just, like, like I'm, I don't want to do grad school. Not right now. Maybe, yes, if I can get mm-hmm. it paid for. Because I don't want to go into loans. Yeah, I'm coming to school free. Yeah. Now my undergrad and for grad, it's like, how do I do the application process? No one has ever taught me. Like, look up time to me. What's next? <laughs> you know, but I know, I know, I'm talking to you, but at the same time, and you know, I think we had this conversation. Yes, and I was just like crying. I was like, I don't know. No, because like, here's the thing: after I graduated in 2020, I put my age out there a little bit. Um, but after I graduated, I took a semester off. And I just worked in my industry where I got my uh, bachelor's degree. Loved it, but I already knew I wanted to go to grad school because I wanted to work with students. I want to basically always have an office where students can come and see me. And in order to do that, I kind of need, I need to get my master's degree in student affairs. So that's why I ended up going to grad school. But I needed a break. I was exhausted. <laughs> I was doing a little too much in undergrad. <laughs> like, I was extremely involved. <laughs> and I, that's what I'm telling because I understand 100%. I was very involved and, you know, taking 15, 16-hour courses. It was a lot. And then, of course, the pandemic hit towards the end of my year. Oh, goodness, that was a headache and a half for everyone. Maybe like two headaches. But I needed that semester to regroup, to make sure this is what the path I wanted to go on. And I just didn't want to have to worry about school, if I'm being honest. I didn't want to have to turn any homework in. I didn't want to have to do discussion posts. (laughs) I feel like across the board, we can all agree, they're not the best. But, um... I didn't want to do that. And so I enjoyed that break. I got to meet some wonderful people that supported my goal that I wanted. I got to uh, just spend some time to get to getting to know myself without school. So take that time. 
for any of you who are wanting to, you know, after you leave this part, after you are done with your bachelor's degree and you're considering grad school, if you are ready, if you feel that you are capable to go to grad school immediately after, by all means, please. But it's okay for those if you want to take like a semester off and then come back. Okay, that process of coming back is going to be hard. It was. It really was because I went through a whole, you know, six months without doing school <laughs> and then going back to, oh, I have to turn in homework. Oh, yeah, this assignment is due. <laughs> Please don't tell me that. <laughs> but there was a, you know, a transitional period. It's just like any time when we transition to a new milestone in our life, it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be a transitional period of adjustment. But it's doable. It's 100% doable. And you, as long as you're happy with your decision and your goal, that is totally fine. To take a break, come back, go to grad school, and then, but if, or not, <laughs> or just be done. And that's okay too. That is okay too. Grad school is not for everyone. So, as long as you're happy with your decision and you had an honest conversation with yourself. Yeah. So I haven't had it yet. But. Yeah. You see, and that's okay. <laughs> You'll have it soon. You have time. We're not done until December. I know it's right around the corner. <laughs> I am trying to make this so much better for the both of us. Okay. It'll be. It'll be better. It'll. It'll get better. It will be better. It will be better. Yeah. One hundred percent. It's gonna be a new year. Yes, twenty twenty three. So tell me what moment or an experience you had that kind of. Like obviously you were aware you were a first gen student, but when like it's some like it was an epiphany moment that really just kind of brightened that title was like I am a first gen student because I just experienced this. How the tables turn. <laughs> <laughs> I guess one of them would be like starting LSO as my undergrad. Mm-hmm. Um, Basically, I'm always that person to start initiatives and do something when I think there needs to be change. Yes. Because I believe we have to speak up. We have a voice. And, you know, I get it. Some Sometimes some people aren't the best at speaking, you know, yeah, speaking out loud. And me, I just like, I just go for it. I'm like, okay, what am I going to lose? Like, what, what am I going to lose? So I think just starting LSO was my moment where it's like okay you're the first one do this and you'll help others so I think that's what was my moment of like realizing what I'm what I'm doing on campus like it's like you're the first one to go to college you're the first one to start an org so it's like it's it's, a lot like it, it was my moment where I realized where because Looking back, you know, LSO started two years ago, and I'm a senior, and I'm looking at the progress throughout the, throughout these two years, and I'm like, wow, I did a lot, yeah. yes, because there's so many students, and I try to connect with them, and we we relate to each other, you know, like that was the whole purpose of creating it. Well, others, most of us are first gen, yeah, and we ha- I don't think we've had that conversation of, let's sit down, y'all, let's talk about our feelings. What is first gen? And I'm going to take that. No, I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I See? 
I love that. I really think that was my moment where I realized I was like, I'm first. Let's do it. But I really think I've had other moments as well. Like, my recently moment would be going, working on the hill. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm the first one. Like, I'm a first-gen student. I'm the first one to be in places like this that I would have never thought. Yeah. A person from a working class being on the hill working with representatives and senators mm-hmm. with important people on the hill. And I was like, like, this is your moment. This yes. is your moment to shine. This is your moment to network. This is your moment. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of things that I learned with the internship. So I think it really helped me just because they all they kept emphasizing you're the first one. Yeah. You know? So I really think that right now is just opened in. It's like you're the first one with me. Like and right now I think me and DJ were talking about that. She's like, you need to be the change. And I was like, I'm the change is tired. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I can do it anymore. <laughs> because it's just a lot, like, it's been a lot. Yeah. Like I always Think to myself, I'm like, man, you got to do it yourself because no one else is going to come and pick you up and do the things you've done. The word you're looking for is trailblazer. To take on, it's a big responsibility. It really is because, yes, so, you know, you have to do it. You have to be the one to do it if you want to see something. And that way, because I'm sure you have younger, you have a younger brother, you mm-hmm. mentioned, and cousins no cousins mm. somewhat all younger or older well you do have people who can look up to you though even if they're not younger they could be honestly older than you and be like you know what you inspired me to go back and try some things so look at you snaps all day every day don't cry (laughs) okay tell me about your experience the moment where you were like okay uh wow dang i really should have been thinking about an answer (laughs) if i had to pick one it probably would be i could have two so it was my senior year in high school they had a huge ceremony, a mini graduation, if you will, for all the first-gen students. And we got to invite our families to come and watch us give a speech, accept uh, scholarships. Um, and I got on the stage to tell my mother thank you for being there with me and you know, trying to encourage me that yes you can do this and I remember having that moment like standing and looking out with like you know peers of mine that are in the same boat with me and being like whoa I'm really fit to go to college I was like I am a first gen student I was like I'm actually going to do the thing and then of course I'm like oh gosh I'm supposed to do the thing <laughs> and I had that whole moment but I was like that's crazy and I was like, that's awesome, but it's crazy. And honestly, it was my senior year of my undergrad. It was the first, my first last day. That's what they call it. And I took a picture. <laughs> yes. Because we had a food truck that we served in my 
program because I was a hospitality major. And I was standing in front of our uh, food truck and I got my first last picture taken and I posted it on social media. And I remember I was like, I've been here for four years. And at that time, I was really involved. I think I was in actively involved in about five to six organizations. I was a tutor, so I was also tutoring students. I was over the math tutors in my in the tutoring department in my for my section. And I also worked the front desk at the tutoring center. <laughs> so, and of course, going to classes and doing all the things that I'm supposed to. And that day I was like, I actually did it. I made it. I was like, no one can say they did what I've done this far. And I was like, I can't believe it. I was like, I I had a whole emotional like breakdown, not breakdown, but I cried because I was just like, oh, all those days where I felt that I couldn't make it, all those days where I'm I was homesick and just was just struggling, and all those moments where I was just like, I am exhausted, and I need a break, but I kept going because I was like, there is going to there's a light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> But I kept going because I wanted it so bad. I wanted to be able to say I actually got my degree and I finished. And I did. <laughs> Even when the pandemic was happening. But I did it. I had a whole little celebration by myself in my room. <laughs> and I was like, yay! When they like showed the, because you know, they're doing the names. Graduation was closed. But I was like, I graduated today. And so I remember calling my mom and being like, guess what I did? <laughs> And I was like, I graduated today. <laughs> but it was that moment for me that day. I was like, this is happening. Like, I actually did it. And I'm going to miss this place when this is all over. And I, that's what actually started me to encourage me. That was the path for graduate school. Because I was like, I'm not ready to leave this setting. Because I want to be that person for other students to be that voice in the back of their head when those days are the worst and you're like I am walking off campus and I am done you'll hear me hopefully it won't be traumatizing but you'll hear me be like no you can do it like the little elephant from inside out that is like go save Riley yeah but it's gonna be like I got you and you'll be like okay I do have someone who actually do believe that I can do this because I will always believe for all of my students, even if you're not my student, that you can do this. <laughs> and we're great. It's going to be great. It was those two days. I know I got deep. <laughs> Thank you. I, I needed that. <laughs> I, I really think I needed that. Um, I'm proud of you. Like You graduated. And I think... I don't know. Like right now, I'm I'm struggling, and there's just been days that I have been feeling like that. Like I'm almost done, but so far so close. And that's the thing. When especially we don't talk about this enough. This is for students, you know, across the board, not just our first gen. Senior year is the hardest year. They don't talk about it because they're like, "Oh, you should be excited because you're graduating." 
what am I supposed to do after graduation? <laughs> um, what is this feeling of sadness that I have about leaving this place? For some, not for everyone, but for some, because so for they're not maybe the whole entire place, but little pieces of it. Yeah. So like sure. certain, you know, staff members, certain faculty members, you know, certain organizations. So like your organization, they hold a special place for you. And it's going to be hard walking away, but you're going to move on to another level in life that is necessary for you to thrive and grow in. So you have to, but just know you are leaving a legacy. And that's the awesome part is knowing that you left a piece of you that will always continue somewhere. And it's going to grow. It's going to get to a level where you never thought or imagined it would. And that's the awesome part. So every step that we take as first-gen students, we are creating history within our own timelines, but in others as well. Because we get to share our stories. We get to tell others, I've done this. I've been there before. So that when it's their time, they know I am not walking this path alone. There were people who came before me who have done it and who are going to also be a supportive person for me. That's why it's so important for you to give back to your institution as an alumni, as a first-gen student, because those new students that are coming in are going to need you. The students even after that are going to need you. To see you in your spot and your position, no matter what it is, knowing that I can get there because they did it. So that's why I've, it's always been that motivator for me. That really was the push for graduate school because I'm like, I want people who have come after me to know that no matter any of the challenges you experience in life, no matter those moments where you are at the lowest low that you can get through this you do have grit you do have perseverance and you are more than capable to be successful so you just have to push through and there are going to be people on the other side who are going to be cheering you on waiting for you to cross that finish line (laughs) yeah i imagine that the whole scenario in my head right now oh see yeah like i imagined it i was like the other people on the other side other people over here finish line made it and i'm waiting with cookies (laughs) i am waiting with cookies please come get the cookies well so what advice do you want to give to our undergrad and our grad students well i've been giving nothing but if but if i if i had to pick one thing Honestly, it really is perseverance and having that grit to push through because there are going to be those moments that we will experience those lows, that self-doubt. We even may experience uh, self-imposter syndrome. We will experience those things and maybe even a little guilt, like how, why do I deserve to be at this level when others haven't done it before me? There, there's uh, sometimes those things do occur, but there is a reason because of your work ethic, because of your determination, before your, because of your drive, 
and your desire to have the life that you wish to make you happy. So no matter all those moments, all those negative moments, you can get through this. And I know it's easier said than done. I I know that 100%. I know that. It's so easy to sit here and tell you this, but I wouldn't sit here and tell you this if I haven't experienced it myself because I have. And I know I sound very happy, and bub- but I have. I've had the lowest lows where at one point I was walking to the registrar's office and getting ready to tell them I am leaving and I will not be registering for the next semester because I was at my lowest low. But... I had that moment where I realized for myself that if I leave now, I'm not going to be able to attain the goal that I'm setting out for myself. Mm -hmm. And so I had to kind of pick myself up a little bit piece by piece because you can't do it all at once. Sometimes you got to go searching for some of them. Got to turn over a rock or two, but it is possible. And you'll put yourself back together so that way you can push past all of those humps, all those potholes and hills and all those terrible things to get to your goal. It's not going to be a straight path. It's going to be curvy and lumpy and all those things. But as you're going through that path, know that there are people on the side who are reaching out to you, letting you know that you can do this, that we support you. And there are offices on your campus, especially here at Tech, that are open arm waiting for you to come and see them. Because they have nothing but the utmost love and support for you and your journey. So reach out as much as you need to. There's no shame. And know that have a little note for yourself every day. I will thrive. And I will be great. And you'll make it. I promise. Love it. Thanks. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> you see, like, I have no words. It's really good. It's really good. I'm glad that you were able to share this and give yeah. these pieces of advice that I think we all need. Um, and I think, you know, our listeners, even if you're not first gen, like, take in the words of Sierra and apply them to yourself and whatever goal you want to set yourself in and strive like I mean there's so much more to life and we just have to look at the find honestly find that little bit of sunshine in every day even when it is the most cloudiest thing you have ever seen (laughs) you have to find your little pockets and if you can't find it you make your own you make your own sunshine. Snaps <laughs> <that's> all days. <laughs> well, I just want to thank you for being our special guest today oh, and being you. able to share your story and experiences of being first gen. I had a great time listening and conversating oh. with you, and I hope our listeners were able to learn or re- relate with our challenges that we face as first gen students. Please make sure to check us out on our social media platforms. We're on Instagram and Facebook. On Instagram, we're ATU First Gen. And on Facebook, Arkansas Tech University First Gen Student Experience. On campus, we're located in Dahlbryan 222. See you on our next episode. Bye.